from Pahrump, which is the Valley of the Dirt People, which evidently is just one flush west of Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, where we talked about interesting subjects such as how to decide between two rooster endo bikes that we can't decide between. We almost had them send uh, naked pictures, but you're not going to get to listen to this on the podcast or see that on the podcast. It wouldn't be possible without our friendly sponsors, Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, Bulletproof Designs. You can always support this show by clicking through our Amazon and Rocky Mountain ATV MC links. And of course, don't forget to check out our riding schools on JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. And now, here's the show. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, I don't know, the 25th of October. October. Yeah. Right? This is the 161st show of the show where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. But in reality, we're just a... uh, show for our corporate overlords and with that i would like to uh, thank all of our sponsors that we have of course we couldn't do this actually i wouldn't do this without sponsors Mm -hmm. because you're getting more than what's what what is this show worth what you pay for it yeah so um somebody's paying for it not me I'm not getting paid very much for it, but if Matt doesn't go out and get some new sponsors, we could uh, be running to, and and we might have 162 shows where I announce retirement. Uh, Thanks a lot to Bulletproof Designs. Seat Concepts. I was pretty happy with my Seat Concepts uh, Yamaha Tenere T7 seat. Actually, incredibly happy with it for the, the number one reason. It's just more comfortable. Number two, the whole seat comes off with a key. I don't have to stick a five millimeter or four millimeter Allen down my seat to uh, make it come off. If I wanted to do something like jump the battery or whatever. Uh, single seat, nice and flat, raises the seat height. Great. Fast company. I talked to Cole today because I have a special need. Yeah. Longer foot pegs for the Tenere. He sent me some of the shorter ones, mm-hmm. which are the same as the Yamaha dirt bikes. He just didn't, he didn't, I don't think he understands the need for these longer foot pegs and it will come. So uh, he's fabbing some up uh, probably as, as we speak. Trail Tech. I ordered up some kickstand bolts for various reasons today. Trail Tech uh, helping us out. They're the makers of the Voyager Pro. DDC, our first sponsor. See the DDC sprocket somewhere behind me? I'm probably blocking it. No, it's it's over there. Uh, great chain wheels. Climb, of course, I'm wearing climb gear all the time. Scott Sports, the amplified goggle lens. Check it out if you haven't. Um, you're missing out. There's a reason why they cost more because they're good. Taco Moto, sponsor of our Rooster Endo segment. And if you're not familiar with Rooster Endo, this is where we... Have you send us a picture of your motorcycle and tell us a little bit about it. The mods, you know, I like to, I really like to know your make and model just helps because then there's some background on what it is. Although I was looking at an old issue of dirt bike magazine. And then I saw some social media posts a couple weeks ago where someone, they, 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 I think the dirt bike story was the world's ugliest dirt bike or the world's worst dirt bike or something. Uh And the bike that won was called X the unknown because nobody knew what it was. And I saw another one of these 
bikes pop up someplace, which I thought was pretty cool. So it doesn't have to be the latest, but if you don't know what your bike is, there's a lot of uh, people that own some of these Chinese bikes and they have no idea what, you know, what they really call the Zing Zang or whatever it is. So you can send that in sponsored by Taco Moto. That's tacomoto.co, especially if you have a KTM dual sport bike, they are your source for lots of things. And then there, of course, there's Yamaha. So since we are a shill for Yamaha, uh, who wants you to go to yamahamotorsports.com to find out about the 2023 YZs. And since Dirt Bike Test has been telling you a lot about the 2023 YZ450, very shortly we'll have Trevor Hunter, who's not drunk, allegedly. <laughs> and that's the reason he didn't call in last time, because somebody got him a little drunk. Uh, and he was afraid to answer the phone because I would have gotten all the information out of him for sure at that point. So um, he is going to answer all the questions that you have. So if you have questions about the 2023 YZ450, I'm going to coach him up on how to answer those questions. Yeah, yeah. Give him the, the rundown. The rundown and the, the proper way to do it. But uh, again, my name is Jimmy Lewis. Uh, we have Matt over there. He sounds like he's completely sick which I'm pretty sure he is. And he's probably going to try to get me sick, but I don't get sick. So, but I did wipe the thing down with some toxic waste removal. Well, there's a reason why I'm off camera today. And there's a reason why I came a little later. That's why I, that's why I have space. this that kills 99% of the germs that, uh, that could get me sick. So shout out to some uh, simple green, clean finish. I'm also going to use my other favorite uh, elixir, uh, some tequila which that's that's the real thing so anyways uh, jamie says trevor is the man hey jamie if you have questions for trevor um make sure you, you can call in can they they'll be able to call in on the uh seat concepts hot seat hotline that number is 775-318-5515 we'll put that up in the chat let's see mitch is in arkansas arkansas means it's 10 o'clock at night back there yeah it's late that's late so Mark Daniels is back there. He's got the extra tea in his Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and so on in a few minutes. But uh, I actually had pizza tonight. Pizza and uh, pizza. Oh. No, no, no tacos. Leftover so, pizza from? Uh, yeah, leftover pizza from the school. So we yes. had a school this weekend. I got to do some uh, riding uh, for the school. I haven't been doing as much riding as I usually do. Been a little bit off, but uh, I might actually ride back to California tomorrow. So we'll see. See what happens. So again, if you have dos artes, yeah, that's that's what I've got. It's good. It's okay. Yeah, it is actually okay. So Jamie says Matt or uh, Trevor has helped him out in the past with his Suzuki. Well, what putting graphics on it or or like how to do burnouts? Which one? It's Trevor will probably um, help you out with either of those things. So. Anyways, uh, Bulletproof Designs has guards available for most 2023 models. Uh, the 2022 KTM Group products swap over to the new models, and they have pegs for the 23s that will become available soon. So if you want to check out BulletproofDesigns.com, and they can hook you up there. So as usual, we will answer any questions. I don't see anybody coming through. I think I got banned on Instagram or something like that. Band or are you just having some uh, connection issues? Could be connection issues. We're not getting any. Uh, usually there's a lot of chatter over there and it's zero right now. So maybe everybody's out doing something more fun than watching this horrible show. I couldn't see why you would want to waste your time doing that. 
So we have questions tonight, Matt. Yeah, we have a lot of questions. A lot of YZ450 uh, questions, too, that I included since Trevor was coming on. Okay. And they were uh, they were from the videos that we put up. Yeah. Well, some of them are questions and some of them are kind of dumb comments that... Oh, that you wanted me to respond to? Let no, I want Trevor to respond to. Oh, okay. Good. I yeah, think yeah. he needs to. I see something else uh, up there. We have some non-YZ450 questions. Yeah, we do have let's, a lot of non-YZ. Let's hit those really quick. Okay. Let's go from uh, Lee Graham. This one was emailed to me. Hi, Jimmy. I'm a 55-year-old beginner dirt bike rider, six, six feet tall, 215 pounds. I took your class this spring, and it was absolutely a must for anyone wanting to learn. Absolutely amazing. I will be, be, I will be back if you will have me. Did have you a, did you add all that stuff just to make it sound better than it, it really is? Uh, no, if I would have added it, uh, I would have added my beginner, Matt's beginner class. <laughs> okay. I have a couple questions for you. One, I bought a 2023 Gas Gas EC250, and it is way beyond my skill level. Any thoughts on how I can tame it down? Second, the CRF300L is extremely soft, in my opinion. If I kept the factory shock and went up a couple spring sizes in the rear, would that make much of a difference? Thank you in advance, Lee. Okay, so uh, the 2023 Gas Gas EC250 is most definitely above your skill level and probably about 95% of the riders in the world. And I'm not kidding when I say that the bikes today, the, the competition bikes, all of them, all the brands, even, even the Suzuki, by the way, which, you know, people complain about the Suzuki being what, maybe a couple of years old and stuff. I, I still think the potential in those motorcycles is way above the skill level of most riders. So the stuff you can buy today is incredibly potent. So don't feel out of place. How can you tame it down? The easiest way to tame down that bike in particular is to use the um, adjustability of the power valve. And I know KTM is kind of shying away from wanting riders to do that, but it's, it's pretty easy to either add spring preload or take spring preload away. I just got a notification is poor connection. Okay. Yeah. My phone's been jacked up all day. So I'm going to clip everybody on the live stream here on Instagram On Instagram. Don't want to, don't want to break anything else out. Yeah. So, and now, yeah. So the, the, um, the, I don't want to discard this video. Okay. Discard. The, the, the power valve, see, sometimes when it, when it, when you keep it down, it causes the bike to, let's say, be more smooth. And even when you let it open up too early, it make, makes the bike really smooth, but then it'll be smooth and then really kind of have a hit. And the problem with keeping it down is that it can, if you're, if you're riding it kind of hard, and it's down, it can build a little bit of extra heat because it's like lowering the exhaust port, raising the compression, does a couple other things. But that's the easiest thing to do. It, but play with it. Make, you know, make a mark where it's at. And this works on all KTMs and all Huskies. They have that same two-stroke motor. Make a mark where it's at and then, and then basically unscrew it. And I usually do it in half turns, half, one, half, two, half. And it usually goes three or four turns. It'll come out and it'll stop on the way out. So when you unscrew it, it stops. But when you screw it in, you can actually 
screw it all the way in too far. So I never do that. So let's say it's four turns out or something. So bring it back to normal and then open it up like two turns and then try that and then take it and then close it four turns. So you're going two turns in and try it. Just try it riding it one way, try it right and see how you like it and see if that makes a big difference. But Straight away, just for something that's simple and free and easy to do, um, you might need to get the tool. The little um, Enduro Engineering makes a really nice tool that that will uh, make that adjusting that easy. But you can also kind of wedge a, I don't know, it's like a five millimeter or six millimeter Allen in there if you have to. Or a lot of times I, I can take a flat bladed screw there, screwdriver and put it in that square hole a little bit crooked. I know that, uh, what other bikes have these? I think Betas have the adjustable power valve as well. So this is this is kind of a common thing, uh, but it it it's really easy to do. It just kind of changes the way you might have to change the jetting if you find a spot that you like. It, a lot of times it can be jetted different to to run more optimum. But that's what I would try if you were trying to get that bike to be um, tamed down. Also, for some people doing things like loosening up the compression quite a bit on the on the shock and the forks makes it feel a little more connected to the ground, a little more dead feeling. And so it doesn't feel as agile and dancey. Uh, lowering the bike will kind of slow the handling down. Uh, a couple other things if it's if it's kind of a chassis thing that's getting at you. So try that. Onto the CRF 300L. Uh, it is extremely soft. And yes, going to a stiffer, anytime that you have the wrong spring rate, the bike will work improperly. But when you start going up maybe two spring rates on the rear shock, you need to do something with the rebound damping because all of a sudden it'll spring back and be a little bit aggressive. So you got to kind of realize what it's for and then um, figure, you know, figure it all out. But um, and generally for every two rates you go up in the rear, you're going to want to go up at least one in the front to keep the bike balanced. So it, it, you got to ask yourself, well, am I? you know, am I chasing a problem here that's going to just cost more and more money and never really lead to something? I would, if if you get to the point where you kind of understand where you're at as a rider and having come to the class, I think you will and you do. I think you're at a point where, especially when you're, when you're bigger at that size, the, the gas gas is going to be a much better package that you can tame down and then grow into and I don't like I really don't like to tell people to grow into bikes, but at your size you're going to be fine. You, you've 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 already grown into that bike. You just need to tune it to work with you. So uh, that's my question. Let's go to right to the ones in the chat, Matt. Because okay. I want to I want to I want to those people that come in the chat. I want to hit them pretty quick. Do you want to bring on our uh, our guest for the night? Yeah, bring him on. He can try to answer questions too. All right. The helpful Suzuki man. The helpful Suzuki guy. Was in the chat, Matt. Because okay. I want to. I want to. I want to. Good, good thing he's got an echo going. He does have an echo going because he's he's watching the show live right now. He's probably not even in front of his thing, but uh, he'll he'll show up there. Sleeping, Trevor, or hungover? <laughs> how's that new? How's that new uh, sport going called drinking? I don't know. Results. <laughs> Both say it's pretty good, but we'll the, the results say it's good. So maybe you should have been maybe you should have been a checker, not a prairie dog. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Trevor Hunter, welcome to the show. Trevor is uh, at least one third, if not half, of Dirt Bike Test. Um, he is going to answer your twenty three YZ questions, but I'll go ahead and take Curtis's question. What's that? 
a 23 Husky 501 looking for a headlamp upgrade, mostly to ride street right now. So what would you recommend night street riding and a little off-road riding looking at a Ruby or Baja designs, but don't know if it's overkill. Too much light is never overkill. <laughs> if you're going to be riding at night and uh, well, Trevor knows this, he does a lot of night racing, a lot of the endurance racing. I'm a fan of the Baja design stuff. Always have been. They take it pretty serious. I met the guys that do Ruby and they seem like they're into it too. Um, they had some pretty cool products. And I know with a lot of the supply issues, they were able to kind of keep some supply and got some, got some attention there. So I think it kind of, it all comes down to your budget and all honestly, Curtis, uh, in the light game, you kind of are getting what you're paying for is what I've noticed before you can, you know, you can spend a lot of money and get really good lights. And especially compared to maybe just what, five or six years ago, it's amazing where things have gone with the led. Wouldn't you agree, Trevor? Yeah. New lights are pretty dang good. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Jimmy, I haven't had, I don't really know anyone that's written it, but I think it's rigid industries. They just came out with a light like a year ago that it adjusts like the pattern and the throw and everything based on your speed and RPMs and stuff like that. I, I don't really know much about it, but it's a cool concept at least. Yeah. So it, it's, it's borrowing from some of the stuff like the, the, the turning lights on cars. So cars would sense the turning input in the steering wheel and, and be able to aim the, the headlights. And I know that they, they were doing stuff with this on the off-road cars and trucks as well. So I don't know how they've applied that. I don't know exactly how it, how it works. Like if it's, if it's servo motors moving it, but it would be something that's interesting, but that, that can't be cheap. No, I think it's pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, cool. but you know, with the, with, with the, with the, the way they're able to project the LEDs and the, the one thing that the LEDs don't have that the old, you know, halogens were probably the best. And then we kind of figured out with HID as well was how to really throw the light a long ways down. Uh, the LEDs don't seem to, I don't know if it's that the, that the, that the, what's producing the amount of light, it's actually a bigger, it's a bigger, you know, it's a chip almost is what it looks like, but I think it's a little bit bigger and it's not as, it's not like a ball. It's more like a plate. And I don't know if it's easy to throw that light as far but there's uh there's good stuff. And um, it's I, like I said, I think you kind of you can kind of look at the price and you're going to you're going to get what you pay for. It's amazing what you can get for 200 bucks, you yeah. know, especially compared to what stock it's it, the this, this stuff that's I mean, I just I was just had a uh, a moto minded kit with a, a helmet light with a with a, uh, a small Baja designs light on it. And it's crazy how much better that is than a stock headlight. And this is just a battery powered thing or you can actually plug it into the bike and it it makes pretty good, pretty good shape. And it's it's shaped so that it has spread and it throws it about as far as you would expect. Like you're not going to on on this. And this is like I said, this is a tiny thing. It's probably got like a two inch. I'm thinking it's about a two inch lens on the front of it and it, it throws out far enough to go about 45 so miles an hour really safe. And then, you know, as you start getting the bigger and bigger reflectors, the bigger lenses, they tend to throw farther and have better control of the spread. So that's the, you know, and 
you know, they have, and everybody has kind of a different little, and that's what makes them different because they can all buy the same LED pieces. It's, it's how they throw it and how they control it. So Jamie says he has a lot of works and it's a great system. Is that a lot of work, <laughs> but not as bright as the Baja designs. So, okay. Uh, and then Blake says the ridge is a good light. So there we go. Um, there. And then, yeah, for sure. If it's a floodlight, uh, they don't have any distance and, and then, and then pencils tend, I don't like, if you don't pair a pencil beam with a flood, the, 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 the beam getting thrown out really far is really distracting and it works horrible in, in, uh, in the dust. It's really super distracting in the dust. So hopefully it answers your uh, light question. Okay. We want to get to the, uh, get to the YZ 450. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to those and we'll start busting them out. Um, okay, so first one up was uh, from Joe150. This is a comment on the impression video. I'm in the market for a 450 and I want a Yamaha. The thing is, I'm not paying markup or believing we are only getting one better hurry, blah, blah, blah. I'm a local vet A rider. I can go just as fast on an old Suzuki and there are plenty of gas gases around. So Yamaha don't play the same dumb games you played with the R7. I don't know what he's upset about here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to thank Yamaha Motorcycles. They have the YZ four-stroke motorcycle <laughs> motocross line. <laughs> brand new for 2023, especially the YZ 450. Let's see. Everything's new. That's it. I don't have a read for this. I'm just making it up, Trevor. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone. I don't know about the price zone on these things yet. Do you know what the price is supposed to be, Trevor? Uh, if you the standard bike is like ninety seven ninety nine. Wow. And Monster Edition is ninety nine ninety nine. So still under ten grand. Yeah, they wanted to keep the Monster Edition under ten, and then the standard one's a little cheaper than that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so it's, it's a free market system, buddy. Who, what's his name? Uh, Joe 150. Joe 150. <laughs> uh, since I, I watched a couple of Trevor's videos, you didn't really, you didn't really make any comments on the price or the, the gouging techniques of, of dealers, right? You didn't talk about this. Good. So we can talk uh, about it on the show. <laughs> the price is the price. If, if you want something, you have to pay a certain price for it. And if the price goes too high, then you don't pay for it. It's, it's really simple. It's not that, it's not that confusing. And sometimes, and you, th if you think Yamaha is the only one doing it, about the only one that doesn't do this is Suzuki right now. Right. <laughs> they, especially when something's new and brand new, they don't bring a million of them. A lot of times there's a second run. And then there's even for you know people that 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 are you know really thrifty and conscious like Honda is actually reintroducing their last year's bike at a lower price yeah. a year later. So yeah. there's a lot of different techniques at this, and um, I I let's see he's gonna can you do as good as on a Suzuki Trevor? Where am I racing? <laughs> <laughs> How about if I don't know it. If I how don't, about a, there's a good chance. Yeah. How about a rough track? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it, might, it might take some work to, to go that fast. Hey, I, the last time, the last time I rode one of the Suzuki's, 
it was like at Paris Raceway, if you're there for the first hour, the bike was magical. So good. It was yeah. it was as good as all the other bikes, maybe even better sometimes because just the, the characteristics of the bike. And and same thing on some of the vet tracks that are just that don't get rough. Yeah. Really good bikes. So. Uh, yeah, maybe it, maybe, maybe he's, he's a vet, a rider. Maybe he's a vet, a rider on the vet tracks. Well, yeah, he he actually mentions he can go just as fast as an old, on an old Suzuki. Well, then he's, he's, yeah. he's probably riding the vet, a tracks and I, I don't, I don't disagree with them at all, but I don't want him to get gouged either. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we had a Yamaha dealer sponsorship, you know, from a specific dealer. We could <laughs> say go there. Cause we would say no matter what we would say, they wouldn't gouge you. Right, right. Even though we wouldn't know any different. We're just a <laughs> yeah. shill for the corporate overlords. Trevor, did you get me any new sponsors this week? Working on it. Yeah. What's Scott working doing? Is he, is, he, is he working on some sponsors there? You know, I think he might be busy uh, texting Stevie Dekarski. That's something, <laughs> something new we found out over that trip. Right. There's a relationship that none of us knew about. Right. Does he, does he now, he doesn't have a, a public grinder account like me. We don't know. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, him and Stephen were talking. You never know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question, Matt. All right. So from Granby Homesteading, what was Yamaha thinking with that front fender? The sharp body work was cool. Do I have these questions on my thing? Uh, I just went ahead to the YouTube comments and just started pulling them from there. Oh, okay. I'm missing out. I, just, I didn't, I didn't, you know, cause I, I really prep for this show. Yeah, yeah. By opening a beer and then sitting down and trying to read these live. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say in some of the pictures, the front fender does look a little short. Is it actually, is it actually shorter in real life or is it just some of the photos? Um, the whole like front end looks like it's kind of like smaller and different, but I think it's kind of grown on me a little bit. And once you're riding, like you don't really notice it at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. At first glance, like it looks kind of funky and like almost like a toy dirt bike, but it's kind of grown on me since then. And seeing it in person too is better than photos. I would say. Well, and you and you and you you said the key word. You said the key phrase there is like you don't really notice it when you're riding. So no, no. Now didn't didn't some media kind of jump on that like right in the beginning when it came out? I think so. was I I, I kind of remember someplace that it seemed like you know, some media just said that's horrible. And then, and then, so now we're, now we're on the after effect where the regular people are picking up on it. Yeah. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it one bit at all. But when, you know, after somebody says I, it took a second look at it, but do you remember the, like the Husky fenders that used to just have that, that weird shape and they pointed almost straight down. Yeah. And if you got on the brakes really hard, it would rub on the front wheel. <laughs> And yeah. especially if you're doing off-road stuff where you're going and you got wind. So that wind was like push. the first couple of years of those Huskies, the KTM Huskies, right? Yeah, they look, I mean, and nobody complained about that. No. <laughs> so, no. so maybe there's, you know, I, I hate to say it, but am, am I correct in that the Yamaha went a little bit more in the KTM direction on a lot of things? This new bike? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. It's yeah. fun. It's, it's, it's funny that, you know, and the KTM hasn't been the one that everybody's been liking lately. No, no, but there's, but there's characteristics and traits that it has light feeling thin and narrow. 
yeah um you know it's more sleek design i guess would be some of the things but yeah yeah it's, they, they you know there's always there's always stuff like that okay next question yeah. matt okay let's see so uh b for you is commenting that uh that is still too heavy uh which after reading trevor's article that thing doesn't look like it's gonna be too heavy it doesn't even seem like it'd be did did we well yamaha has always been especially if you're talking to you know butler or preston or something like that they will tell you the real weight yeah they said wet weight full of fuel i think it's 240 pounds oh they told you full of fuel yeah, yeah. so i think it's like two pounds lighter than the ktm and then or heavier than the ktm and then it's like the lightest japanese bike or like right there with the lightest japanese bike and they used to get on me so hard for telling you what the bike weighed full of fuel so how, how big how big is the gas tank one eight no like 1.2 wait no no it's got to be only 1.2 gallons i'm free it's not yeah check the specs somebody get on the spec sheet yeah. i'll find it because because usually they're right usually they hover right around two gallons maybe it's 1.6 okay so they've got <laughs> so they've got the <laughs> weight down did you do a 45 minute moto, Trevor? Um, I didn't know. I was what, are do you do uh, what are you doing at these intros? Just eating the food? Uh, <laughs> eating food. Hang, photos, hang, hanging out hanging. with all the other journalists? Yeah, drinking? No. Actually, Yamaha, they said they were telling everyone who uh who had the most engine hours, and then that was the new app or the updated app reads how much fuel you burned. Oh, wow. For whatever reason, I never got that info. Everyone else did except for us. So I don't know. Maybe that means we were the most. I don't know. But yeah, it's quite interesting. I thought you need to, you need to, you need to get, you need to request that information. <laughs> Actually, the, so how, how is, how is the new app? Good? Uh, very good. Much simpler and more. It's better for the masses, I feel like. Because even for me, the old one is kind of to do like mapping changes and stuff. Like there is to create your own map it was a little like daunting and there's a lot going on and a lot to pay attention to where you could just kind of lose yourself or just get frustrated and just give up on it. But they now offer, you can use it like the old app with uh, all those numbers and stuff, or you can adjust the maps with like just slide bars and go like aggressive five or aggressive one traction control off low, high um, launch control on off or on low, high so they made it much simpler if you like it or they left it the same or you can adjust it to, um, how it was before. Well, so, so that, that's that's good. So if you really want to geek out and get specific, if, exactly. if, you, if you do the slide bar thing, which I think is brilliant. And, and it just like I said, most for most people, the other app was they didn't understand exactly what it did, although it's yeah. it's really simple. I've been able to break it down in a matter of just a couple sentences, how to tune those things. But when you when you slide the slide bar can you also see the resulting number map in the background i believe so that's a that's a learning tool that would be huge to see and and then you can see how they're doing something you know so if you if you were to actually slide the bar and then you see how it changes the map like the numbers it puts in there and you, you could kind of see and then you say hey i liked i like this in this rpm range you can see what they did in that rpm range and i want to apply it to another range 
So uh, that's uh, that's pretty cool. What bike are we talking about? We are talking about the 2023 Yamaha YZ450F. If you joined late or you fell asleep during the first part of the show, which I wouldn't blame you for, but then you woke up because it sounded like it got interesting. On the line, we have Trevor Hunter. He's uh, at least uh, 36% of dirtbiketest.com at a minimum. And he's here to answer your question. So Edgar, yeah, yeah, it has, Yamaha always kind of gives you some preset maps. They would have a, um, like usually an aggressive map. And then they would have, uh, what would they call it? What do they call it? Mellow or they used to, they don't need, I like the word mellow. Smooth and linear. Smooth and linear. linear. Yeah. Yeah. They would always have those available on their app. And then kind of through the media, they would also release a couple different maps that some of their, uh, development riders had so you always heard of the tp maps it's travis preston maps and stuff and then of course we've always and you know on our side we've had the uh, dirt bike test maps which are just jimmy maps and they they really suck so i name them something else and i send them out to people and then they like them so we have any trevor hunter maps yet jimmy maps are race race winning maps so can't suck that bad no yeah it it, it, it doesn't matter the map it's how a guy twisting the throttle uh, Worldly great. Rider has a question for us. Trevor, he wants to know, do dirt bike riders have lower testicles on average? He, sh uh, he should have been here for last week's show. He should have. Yeah. Could have got into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say Jimmy about. probably got more. Jimmy has more experience with this. So I'll let him answer that. Yeah. Well, His I'm grinder account has seen many, so he can. Yeah. He can as, as I'm getting older, I tell you what, it's, 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 a, it's a nice day when you feel the testicle bang on the side of your knee. Yeah. It's usually warm outside too. So yeah. you ever desert raced in like 120 degrees? No. Yeah. That's what happens when you're old. Uh, okay. Next question. Okay. Real question. Actually, finally. So this is from uh, Matthias, the real MX three, five, seven. What has more frame absorption, uh, frame absorption and comfort when the track goes square edge, the Cowie KX450 or the 23YZ450? He's been a Yamaha guy since 2014. New bike every year. Um, I, I can't speak on that just yet, just because the track we rode really wasn't that rough. But if I was to take a guess right now, I would say I'd probably lean towards the Cowie. But I don't really? think I would be that far off. So is that is that is that suspension or is that chassis? Right, chassis. Chassis a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What how how is the new YZ compared to the old YZ on the on the kind of that bump? And I know, like I said, it looks like it looked like that track had really good base, like kind of soft dirt base. So it's, it's not getting those curbs like Glen Helen gets. No, which which reveals this kind of stuff. So and that's then that's like a lot of times why we test in places that we're familiar with, because you can kind of go back and forth on this. And it's it's always fun to go ride a track at a different location and get these different things also to see how it works at other places. Yeah. But we always kind of test at different places. But that. um yeah, that chassis rigidity and stuff is is pretty. It's pretty huge. I mean, it's kind of like the backbone of the way the bike works. Yeah, no, I agree. But um, even the track there, by the end of the day, it did get pretty hard pack in a lot of spots. But like I said, it wasn't like square edge bumps and stuff like that. There's a couple like pre built braking bumps they they did with the tractors and stuff. 
you got kind of a feel for the suspension and everything, but it was nothing, nothing major. Um, I would say, honestly, for a lot of people, it was probably just as rough as what they would normally ride. Like a guy that's leaving the track by 11 or 12, that's as rough as it's going to get. And it handled pretty good. Uh, but it definitely wasn't four o'clock on a Thursday at Glen Helen either. So <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. So, so you'd say that the, the newer Yamaha chassis is a little bit more compliant than the older one? Less. Le- less compliant. Less compliant. So stiffer. Probably stiffer. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be real interesting. Cause I mean, that was one of the things that I think, well, I, I don't know. I don't really remember it ever being the best feeling chassis. It was kind of, it was sort of, it was sort of middle of the road there. I mean, the suspension's always been really good. The motor's always been amazing, especially since you can tune it. Yeah. And if, if you asked me, like it didn't matter, it didn't matter what they did with the motor, with the app, you could kind of get it to do whatever you wanted. And then the bike just got that much better because of this. Yeah. And especially on a 450. So, yeah. Um, Javier Gonzalez asks, so you like the Kawi because the motor chassis work compared to YZ? So, uh, Javier, uh, I know English is a second language. <laughs> <laughs> you like the Kawi because the motor and chassis work compared to YZ. So he's saying that the motor and chassis on the Kawi are kind of more tuned together. I wouldn't say that necessarily. I mean, the Cowboy no. is bike. That's probably the, between that and at least the old Yamaha. Those are like my two favorite four fifties. Um, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it, it's motor and chassis kind of work together better than the Yamaha. Yeah, I I think I think they're I think they're kind of the same. I just I always, like I said, just like I said before, the fact that you can tune that Yamaha motor so easily, so quickly, yeah. you can make them work together. Where on the Kawa, yeah. you have a couple plugs and the Kawa, you can buy that tuner. And a couple of years ago, I took the time to make a couple of maps on it. And I got that thing working so good. It was really, it was, it, it made, a, it made the bike a whole different bike for me. Cause then I was kind of struggling with some stuff on it. And yeah. by playing with the motor, and on 450s, the motors are so overpowering yeah. that it makes a it makes a big difference. So, uh, hey, this segment is brought to you by JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. That's uh, my riding schools. And Gregory just happened to ask right now in the chat, when's your next riding school? It's November. I think it's third and fourth or fourth and fifth, uh, whatever, whatever days, maybe fifth and sixth. I don't know. It's that weekend in November. That's our next one. And then also the first week of December, we have another class and we have a few spots left in both of those. So uh, don't hesitate. I think we just actually, I, just before I came on the show, somebody registered for one. So we might be getting close, but I don't keep track of that just yet. So <laughs> Javier says the balance. O the engine, the, the balance. O the chassis engine. Javier slow down and type slowly you're like you're like the kids around here they're just they're just like fingers are spinning (laughs) Trevor can't answer that question next question Matt I was gonna say I actually have a question myself from his article because I I prepped and I read it Um, so so Trevor you mentioned the RPM the 500 RPM rev limit increase and you mentioned how that makes second gear really rideable uh, for a lot of the track you were on uh, so does that 
translate to all the other. So that's also translate to like th third, fourth and fifth, that higher revving feeling, uh, as well as the, the ability to lug it more. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd agree. Um, before like on the old bike, I would never really go below third gear. Uh, maybe if it's like a super tight corner, I'd go in the second, uh -huh. but for the part, I just ride the track in third and fourth gear. Uh, but this one, you could legitimately ride the entire track in second gear um, and go just as fast, probably go just as fast. Just because like second gear pulled is so much more usable now uh, with the rework transmission and everything. And just that extra RPM increase and then how they kind of move the power. So it's not not so abrupt. I always felt like the, at least with stock mapping, all zeros. It was like kind of abrupt and hard hitting right off the bottom. It made a lot of good power down low, but once you like got in the mid range and then into the top end, it kind of just signed off pretty quick. Whereas this now is like a lot more broad and linear and it's smoother off the bottom, but still has like really good pulling power and then translate or goes all the way through the top end and into the over effort. It's almost the top end is almost like, or is basically is like a 350 top end. Like it revs seemingly forever. Well, wow. on a 450, I've never really experienced that. Um, the KTM. I mean, when do you, when do you ever, it. when do you ever get the, like a 450, you know, up to that, you know, that extra 500, I understand, but like, yeah. when are you really up there using it? That's the, the question. Like I, I've, I've, I've seen them when they, when they put extra RPMs on them and it's still, it's, it's still tapering, you know, like, like you've already gone past peak and it's actually falling off. And so you never use it. Yeah. But, so it's, it's actually pulling up through those extra 500 RPMs. I mean, it pulls pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that has been, that has been a kind of a shortcoming on, on YZs is they tend to be a little more low, low and uh, mid range focused. So. Yeah. Which to me on a 450 isn't, bad like i don't really rev 450s i don't like to ride bikes in general but especially not 450s but this bike you could rev and yeah it keeps pulling but it doesn't also didn't handle i mean it wasn't super rough but it didn't handle bad as you revved it whereas i feel like the old bike once you started revving it too much the handling started kind of going away too yes that that i agree with so, that also yeah so this kind <laughs> of that our the motor and the chassis gets kind of worked better together in that sense. Um, obviously, we need to ride a different, rougher train and something we're used to. But yeah, it's pretty impressive. That motor is really, really good. Almost too fast. But yeah, hey, uh, world, worldly worldly rider popped up in the chat with another question here. He says, "Is it true that the Suzuki is coming out with rainbow graphics on the RMZ to attract more riders like me?" Um, I didn't hear about that. But uh, worldly rider, uh, it could it could be that they're trying to attract you with the rainbow graphics. So uh, you can check out worldly rider on YouTube. Actually, we need to go see what kind of videos he's putting up. <laughs> that always interests me. Well, uh, I, I saw more questions about the YZ actually. Okay, because um, I'm just kind of picking from. I actually just pulled up Trevor's article because I. <laughs> oh, now you're starting to read it. That's why you're not ready with the next question that a viewer asked. You don't want me to ask that question? Yes. I thought we were still asking the... Uh, the the YZ, questions. YZ questions. Yeah, YZ questions from a viewer. Okay. Yeah. These guys these guys took the time and effort to ask a question. We can't just go straight to... Matt can't just march straight to the front of the line. 
as the as well the they're not sitting here with the computer producer of the show uh so from tech guy uh, if the biggest problem is that the bike accelerates so hard it's lifting the front tire that it is not a that is not a bad, bad problem to have no i mean part of that too could be and probably has a lot to do with it it's just that dirt that we're on there's like unlimited traction in a lot of places so i'm sure that's got like i said ride it somewhere we're more familiar with to kind of get a better feel or see if that's kind of normal or if it's just the location we're riding it at but yeah the bike does have a lot of power but like i said it's not a hard to ride power it's like like the 17 to 20 honda 450 for example it has a lot of power when it was hard to ride at least for me where just is a lot of power but smoother delivery um it just hooks up good it's not ripping your arms off yeah, tech guy, you know, if Trevor were smarter, he just wouldn't have turned the throttle so far. And that then it too. wouldn't have lifted the front tire. That yeah, too. I would have just rode a gear high all the time, and it's not a problem <laughs> either. <laughs> so, All right, so from Gabriel Kopp on the uh, on another YouTube comment, I would like a comparison between the YZ450F and the YZ450FX. The FX is going to be the old one for another year. Yeah. So uh, that... Well, you could do that right now because you have an FX. I just rode one this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What'd you do with it? Uh, we went fast, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, won, won the Laughlin Desert Hair Scrambles. Yep. Won that. Oh. Yeah. You know. You know. I won that on a one twenty five, Trevor. Back when back back in the days when only one man got to ride their motorcycle in a race. You didn't have to take <laughs> your boyfriend with you out to the races so you could you know finish it. That's why things are, are a race. That's a different kind of race. <laughs> did you did, did you did you run worldly rider graphics, which would be rainbows? Uh, we did not. We ran gold rims, but not uh not rainbow. <laughs> did you dent the gold rims? The front is not the same, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> do you have a nice round blue one that I could get from you? Um I I do actually. A rear rim? <laughs> rear rim. I, I need a I need a round rear blue rim. Might be more silver than blue now, but that's okay. It happens. <laughs> so, okay. We have any more? Oh, that's yeah. pretty much it from the YouTube comments. Okay. What about your know. question now? So my question was going to be regarding, so there was a line in the article that mentioned, uh, so the YZ corner is much better and it keeps a lot, it keeps a lot of its stability, but you mentioned it doesn't, uh, you, sorry to quote you, it says maybe not all of its stability from the previous model. Uh, so what, what kind of, so what do you mean by the, some loss of stability, but not a whole lot of it being gone? So like, that question makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no. <clears throat> so I, for especially earlier in the morning, I was struggling with the front end kind of like a little like twitchy feeling. I get on the brakes and the front end would like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, oh, well, okay. So, so I'm, I'm just going to just from experience, just poke some questions at you. Could it have been the, extra traction well that's kind of what i was going with is i'm not used to the that kind of traction um so that's kind of one thing the first thing i said to the yamaha guys was like i don't know if it's me or the bike or just all this traction that i'm not used to but this is what i'm having trouble with and you and you started going lower and lower on your rear sag right yeah so, so, so do you think it could have been a little bit too high in the rear and then putting extra weight on the front, causing it to get a little nervous? Yeah. So that's what we, the first thing we did was we took out 
some high speed compression and then that helped. And then the next thing we did was I stiffened up the fork just to get it to ride a little higher in the stroke, not dive down quite as much. And then that helped. And then last thing we did, we went to a little more sag and that helped even more for me. So kind of yeah. all three things work together to help fix that. You know, you know why, you know why I don't work for a manufacturer like at, at an intro like that, helping set up for riders. Hmm. Cause I just tell them, I said, if you were a better rider, that wouldn't be a problem. I mean, we're not, all, <laughs> <laughs> not all of us have taken the Jimmy Lewis off-road riding school. Hey, do the radiators still stick out too far on the YZ? Rick Levon wants to know. They do not. So no. it, it, it looks like they really concentrated on making that area look a lot thinner. Did it, did it actually physically get more narrow? Uh, it's two inches thinner. So one inch on each side. From and is from that the, just the, is that the top or is that all the way down? Uh, like like if you were able to pull a tape measure right across from radiator shroud to radiator shroud, would that come out? I think know, it's two inches. Tip of the shrouds. The tip of the shroud. So so where they yeah. kind of point up at the top. Yeah. And, and and do they do they actually kind of curve in a little bit there? Remember how the old ones used to go out and bulge in, and then you know they bulge Back out in. and curve in. And they actually, they actually, they, they curved them in more and said it was more narrow and they didn't change anything like where the radiators were. Yeah. And, and back then it wasn't any, we measured it. It wasn't any wider than any other bike up there, but the way that they have the air filter and just since all that stuff is higher and there's, yeah. there's plastic kind of incorporate incorporated in there. Cause you have the intakes for the air boxer up there and you think about it, you never touch the bike there. You, you don't, you don't ever like your knees never go inbound of where it actually looks thick. Yeah. And riders were just, the visual thing was just kind of throwing them all off. So they changed a lot of stuff. So it looks like they've kind of, they're trying to make it more shaped, like where it's like gas tank and then sort of a hole down to the radiators. No, it's definitely no, uh, thinner. Cause I, even for me, like <clears throat> if I jump from like a Cowie or a Honda or even like a, especially a Honda onto a Yamaha for a lap, I'm kind of like notice the shrouds are a little bit wider in corners. I put my leg out, then I get used to it right away because it's not that big of a deal. Whereas this bike now, you could jump right on and it feel just like any other bike. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I wonder. I wonder how much it. I wonder how much it's visual versus you know measuring all that stuff because I think they they struggled with the with the question for a long time because they knew that it wasn't really that much wider. I mean, up, yeah. yeah, for sure the plastic and stuff, but it's places you never touch the motorcycle. It's wider, but yeah. that's exactly what you see and what you're looking at. Yeah. So, uh, okay. We, we out of a, uh, out of YZ questions. Oh uh, yeah. That kind of answers all the questions I had was the high revving and the changing the slight, the changing of the handling characteristics. <laughs> Our chat's beating up on Worldly Rider right now. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, all these other questions are for they're they're not they're not related to the YZ. There, well, there is a YZ four fifty FX question. Okay, actually, there was two. But uh, oh, hey, well, one came across on the chat, uh, Trevor. What really happened to the bike of the twenty four hour? Uh, honestly, I haven't touched it since then. I washed it. <laughs> I've been too busy, but we did lose a water pump seal. I know that. Um, and so kind of 
the what we so, think. So the, so the water went into the motor. No, it came out that it that. came out the bleed hole. Yes, and then the, and then the motor because you asked why would there be oil in the air box? Yes, so must and, have, and we think is it got hot, right? It ran out of some of the seal went bad or whatever, and then ran out of ran out low on coolant. So maybe the motor got hot and started pumping oil out, and then that breather has a Y into the intake, and so it right. just did the intake. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where, I mean, right. yeah, that's, that's where, I mean, that's, they're, they're vented into the intake just so it doesn't spit it out on the ground. But I remember when you called NAS, I'm like, did you overfill the oil was my no. first question. Cause it, it'll, it'll kind of self-regulate. And especially when you're running at high RPMs, the pressure in there, like that extra oil, it doesn't really have any place to go. And so it starts packing around in places and then it kind of goes out of, it goes out the the breather which on that bike i believe it has to travel through the center of the cam and then go out of uh you know the breather hose that we're talking about which vents into the airbox yeah so yeah um okay so there there's some yz450 fx questions I'll, I'll ask really quick uh so dan's uh, garage builds uh had asked on youtube what kind of front light setup cages uh, you had on your uh, yz450 fx uh, it's from Modified Machine Works. They they build like the cage and stuff, and then use the Baja Designs lights in it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Pretty clear. Um, so another question. I think it was sent in through Facebook or Instagram. I can't find it on YouTube, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase it. It was essentially asking if the light led to any performance changes, or if the stator uh, led to any performance changes in the in the bike. Um, sort of like, little, uh, so, cause you, you put it, you put a WR, uh, stator and flywheel on the FX, correct? Yes. So the, the, the question was, did, did that change anything? <clears throat> Honestly, not that I could really tell. Um, I didn't do it like back to back at the track, but yeah, I couldn't really tell much of a difference. Even like the flywheel, the flywheels weigh the same. So I'm not sure, like, I'll maybe if the magnets are bigger on the WR to help power the lights. I don't know. If or is there, are there more windings on the stator? Uh, I think the stator almost has, le has less. On the WR? Yeah. Interesting. Really weird looking. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't, I haven't been inside one of those motors really to look at it. So I don't know, but um, yeah. So very, I think that's a question on Instagram. I think. Somehow yeah, I think it was on Instagram. Yes. Whenever I pull up a second tab, the computer starts to make the sounds that it might want to start screaming again. Yeah, don't do that. So yeah, don't that's why to, I'm not going to. Don't Facebook. try to break this. Uh, break this show. Okay. Well, um, are we getting one back in the in California to test? Uh, I hope so. Twenty three. Oh, you hope so. Hope you so. haven't made the arrangements for this yet. I have not. I called Mike today, but no, uh, no answer. Yeah. So he maybe CV. Or working on that, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, he was he was bummed because of how much he drank at the intro. <laughs> did you did you wreck his did you wreck his budget there? I don't know if I was the one that did that. Someone, <laughs> I don't think it was me. <laughs> right on. Well, hey Trevor, thanks for uh, coming on and tell us about the bike. If you have any questions, um, check out his videos. What I was going to tell Trevor is I was waiting for the question because I didn't um, do my homework or anything. I didn't do anything. Uh, 
I was going to tell Trevor, when they ask a question that is answered in the video that you did, that you took the time to do the video or the story that you wrote, they ask a question, just say, oh, I took the time to write that out in a very detailed manner so that you could read it over at dirtbiketest.com. Just click on the dirtbiketest.com and then any of those YZ things will give you that answer and more. Yeah. That's the way. That's that's probably why I don't get to go to those intros anymore, Trevor, you think? <laughs> uh, some people were asking about you, so... I you just told them I'm busy with my grinder account. Got lots of stuff going on. I'm going to start OnlyFans. I told you this, right? Only think, dirt bike test OnlyFans. Hey, Jet Lawrence has OnlyFans. He does? Yeah, but like OnlyFans was originally meant to be like... It wasn't meant to be porn originally. It just kind of turned into that. We're not going to go down this avenue on this show. I Again. mean, we had Jerry Bernardo on, and yeah. that was evidently the best show we've ever done. Yeah. And then we talked about yeah. porn for half a show. Well, we were talking about AI and how porn actually leads to a lot of yeah, a lot of advancements in the video see, industry. He, see, Matt wants to go down this channel avenue right now, and I don't. Well, I think it's just an interesting topic. It's interesting because then you then you can say, "Well, I was studying." Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, you know what's funny is, uh, never mind. I I had something and then I lost it. Well, I'll tell you what, if you really want to support Dirt Bike Test and Trevor and myself, you can click through on our Amazon and Rocky Mountain MCATV links. When you do that, we get a small cut of the action. So when you're buying your things that you learned about when you're watching porn on Amazon, uh, yeah, think of us. It sounded really bad. Oh, we got a nice compliment from Blue Sky. Okay. Uh, Dirt Bike Test does not get an eighth of the respect it deserves. It is a legit and honest website, which is tough to find. Man, thank you, Blue Sky. You're way better than that worldly rider who's trying to spam us or whatever he was doing. <laughs> I, you know, you know, I watched an old 1970s movie. Oh no, so that wasn't Blue Sky. It was Blue Summer. <laughs> Man, I, I actually watched it because I wanted to see the vehicles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was 1970s porn. <laughs> oh boy. So, uh, well, now you're bringing it up. What is the email to send roost or endo pictures? Thanks, says Utah Desert Rider. So I'm putting it in the chat for our live audience. But for those listening to this as a podcast, just email it to Matt at JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. Right. And Gregory says, you really had Jerry Bernardo. Yes. Yeah. He, he got dropped off by aliens. Yeah. And, then, and that's the only true part of that story. It was really freaky watching, watching him get picked back up by the aliens, too. I know. Yeah, good times. Uh, hey, a couple other things. Uh, there is a motocross track up in Boise, Idaho, that is having a hard time right now. They are under threat. They're literally just four miles from downtown. They've been there forever. It's the Ohawi. Ohawi, I'm hoping I'm saying oh, that right. Oahi? Oahi. I'm not 100% sure. I'm trying yeah. to find the link again. Motocross track. We're going to throw a link up in there. They have a raffle going on right now where you could win a new husky 501 that's all kitted out with a lot of cool stuff if you donate to their legal basically it's not even a legal defense fund they have been they went through a mitigation and they have to do a whole bunch of improvements to the property to stop drainage and runoff have you raced up there trevor done a grand prix or anything in boise in boise no the track up there yeah it's really cool it's it's amazing how it's up a canyon just outside of town and it, 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 there he's getting a little gentrified and one neighbor bought all the property around it and thought the motocross track would just magically go away after nearly 100 years. And that's not going to happen. And these guys are really, really trying to uh, get everything done right so they can stay there for a while longer. So 
this raffle um, basically supports them doing some um, work on runoff and erosion stuff. So support that. And you can, one of the things you can also win is a free Jimmy Lewis off-road training. So uh, I'm supporting it because I've ridden there before. I thought it was a cool place and we need to keep places like this around. Here's the link to donate. For the children. And it's, uh, it's the Ohawi, O-W-Y-H-E-E Motorcycle Club. If you just Google that, if you're just listening to this, um, check it out. And you're putting money to a good cause. I, I really... Um, when I see these kind of things, you know, and the other thing is blue ribbon coalition right now is going huge, trying to keep Moab open because we have all of our anti-access people that are doing that. I think today literally was the last day you could comment on the travel management plan, but, uh, I'm sure it's going to end up in court. So you can always send them, them some money as well. Do we have calls? No, no, no. I was just shutting them. Just shutting, sh it down. shutting it down. Okay. Hey, Trevor, thanks a lot for uh, for joining us. Uh, should I call Scott next? Um, he probably has something to say. Did did he did he come up really short on a double jump? <laughs> he did. On was he, it's on video. Was, it inju was he injured? He was not. Uh, his ego might have been injured a little bit, but he wasn't injured. He, so, you know, you know, he doesn't do uh, too much social media, correct? Yes. You should put that on dirt bike tests. Uh, <laughs> Instagram because you'll never see it put it on dirt bike test Instagram and say we tested the suspension <laughs> we oh and the spoke tension yeah he was doing the job he was doing my job for me I'm so good at coming up short on doubles <laughs> and triples too but like you know Scott d does it better I guess he wants to be better than me <laughs> I will say he didn't have the hardest landing out there though Kiefer had a pretty big one so on, Kiefer on that no, there's another bigger double and Kiefer over jumped it like twice. And I watched, watched the whole thing. And it was not good. It's not pretty. It's okay. <laughs> He's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. All the magazine guys trying to show each other who's fast. I remember those days. <laughs> I quit. Uh, so, Hey, we got a question from Kenneth. Tyhan. Uh, I have a question on how I should waste my money. Should I keep my 2004 KTM 450, which is plated, and pick up a cheap, older two-stroke like a KDX 200 for wood slash single track riding? Or should I sell the KTM and get a newer P TPI 300? Basically, two old bikes versus one new bike. Buy a new Yamaha. Right, yeah. Yamaha, <laughs> Blue Crew. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to enter the victory zone. Like, there's no way we would have said that if we weren't just shills for that company. Yeah. No. Uh so this is, a, this is an interesting question. So he has a plated 2004 KTM, which is a trail bike. And so he's talking about trail riding and get an older two-stroke, like a KDX 200 for woods and single track. Well, what are you using your KTM 450 for? Is sort of where, why don't you keep that KTM 450 and then just pick up that new TPI? Or he, want, he needs to sell it in order to get, I'm not understanding where he's, yeah, I'm going to assume he needs to. He has enough money for an older bike, or if he sells his current bike, he'll hey, have enough money for a newer bike. He said it was a good answer. Yeah, he's going to go to the Yamaha dealer tomorrow. That's good. Please, yeah, there we go. <laughs> You're right, Trevor. There we <laughs> oh, go. Okay, here, here you go. It's an MXC, so first gear is too long for the woods. Understood completely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and what, what, what year was it? Two thousand what? Two thousand and four? Yeah, no four. Oh God, sell all that shit and get a new bike. <laughs> I, I am not. I am not. I am not kidding. 
you're you're you're, it's it's like it's like breaking into outer orbit it's such (laughs) the the new bikes are so much better anything if you can get anything like 2000 and uh, i'm gonna say um 16 it is the is like the the last big leap but even not even the 20s made a huge leap like there was that change they did in 20 yeah if you want something that's really familiar, you can get a YZ two fifty two stroke, a YZ two fifty FX, or twi- no, I'm sorry, a YZ two fifty X would be your two stroke, right, Trevor? That's a good two stroke. That's a good two stroke. Hasn't I'll changed. Say, no, hasn't changed. If he is a KTM guy, the new TB, TBI uh, throttle body injected two strokes are pretty good too. So, yeah, even for trail riding, it's pretty good. Uh, they're they're I think they're every well. Other than, you know, the XC is kind of stiff and, you know, it's, it's still kind of a race bike as opposed to the, to the XCW. It's a little more trail bike. Cause it sounds like he's really looking for a trail, yeah. you know, trail bike. I, I still think that just the, I, the, the TBI motor will transition over to the, I'm pretty sure it'll transition over to the, the, the XCW eventually i mean it'll get the xcw will get a a electronic power valve i don't know how that i think they'll probably trans they'll, they'll do the fuel in the tbi method as well but i kind of think they're going to stick with fuel with the oil injection i think that that most people kind of kind of prefer the simplicity of that yeah. i know i do uh but and and I think they were just being careful when they made TPI, and now they've learned a lot about it. And now they have a better system, so they're going to go there. So okay, so he yeah, Kenneth, you will not you will not be disappointed by riding a much newer bike than a two thousand and four. Well, and and then if you, if if the keeping it plated was important, how about like a KTM? Uh, 350 if he has a plated mxc he's probably living in a place where it's easy to plate whatever okay so yeah yeah and and ktm has demo rides by the way uh they they have demo rides all over the place and if you can kind of hook up and do one of those actually yamaha has those too uh, rain's riding university go go ride a new bike um especially you know if you if you do you know if if you're dropping 10 grand it's a lot of time it's it's really worth it to kind of research out those things beta has a has a has a demo rig that goes around to different events um sometimes you just have to find where there's a national enduro or a gncc or something that they're doing these in conjunction with and you will see how good the new bikes really are so hopefully i know that answered his question yeah except except it emptied it. He, he said he wanted to waste money you're not wasting money <laughs> It's going to a good place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Blue Sky says finance the 300 TPI at 25% over six years and live like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> I I have seen the prices on the two strokes in California go way down in the last couple months. Like dealers are selling them below sticker uh, because they're hard to register there. So that just, uh, that's, I don't know where you're at, but. That's I almost I almost thought about buying a new one. I <laughs> don't need one. Someone left a KTM 500 at my house, just expecting me to buy it the other day. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to ask you about that off air, actually. Yeah, Jim just dropped the bike off, and then and then the negotiations are ongoing. And I said I'm going to have to cut open some mattresses, you know, to to, to work on 
the affording it. And he said, he's not taking any Confederate money. <laughs> so that's where we're at with that. So, okay, Trevor, it's probably past your bad time. We got to go hit the bottle. One or the other, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hitting the bottle helps you, helps you hit the mattress. So. so, so, so was your dad pretty happy with the, with the, the result considering the night before? Oh, he's been, he said, he's been telling me I should have been doing that years ago. So of course he was, uh, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't do that. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, I didn't do it when I was your age and it didn't, it didn't, I don't think, wait till you get old and then you can become a professional at something else. <laughs> so anyways, Hey, good, good job on the race. win. Uh, did, was Hayden holding you up? Was he going a little too slow? Uh, he went just the right, just the perfect speed because we never yeah. ran past, never had any problems. So that was good. And got- what caused, what caused this, what caused the switch to the Yamaha? Uh, it's a better bike. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, it's a better bike for us for that race. Right. And we're having and- ATM right now. So that was another reason. But overall, we did think it was a better bike for that race. So yeah, we wanted to race it and see how it, how it worked. Right. Well, cool. Okay. Well, we'll uh, see you on the show the next time you have something interesting to talk about. So uh, we'll see you out in the trail, Trevor. Is it time Sounds for us to take a break, Matt? Yeah, we'll go and we'll take a break. Right. And then uh, do you want to come back with Rooster Endo or keep busting out some questions? Uh, we'll just go straight into Rooster. We'll do whatever comes okay. naturally. All right. Okay, Trevor, see ya. See you, bud. All right. Sounds good. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. All right. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. I'm I'm back. I'm now I'm drinking cough medicine before I it's pre-cough medicine. Oh yeah. We we think that maybe the incense I'm burning here in my hippie office that might might be the cause uh it, it could be it's hit or miss with incense sometimes cats you don't like cats 
The cats really get me. Right. Yeah. You sound great. Okay. So, uh, sound, yeah. Matt Mattoon, uh, co-host slash producer, but I'm keeping it at arm's length distance because I don't like to get sick. You know, the people who listen to this as a podcast so I have no idea that I'm sitting a little further from you than and you're on back in my old podcast, uh, back in my old uh, producer seat. Right. So. Well, that's good. That's why I'm yeah. explaining explaining this. Yeah. I mean, we could be hugging the whole time on the show. We could be, but that, that would be uncomfortable. It's horrible. Okay, let's get right into the segment we like to call Taco Moto's Roost or Endo. This is brought to you by tacomoto.co. They are a aftermarket supplier for all of your dirt bike needs. So if you need something, go to tacomoto.co and they'll have whatever you need and something else. And that's why they're giving away a $100 gift certificate for the bike in this contest that we decide gives us the most enjoyment. Yep. Okay, what are we starting with? You okay. pick it. So let me look at the first one that's there. Oh, well, wait. Oh, you don't have... Aaron Gray. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you don't have any of this crap. You, I, I have it all over. You're not getting anywhere near me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, uh, I put it over there to make sure that, you know, minimizing the transfer... Well, see, I thought we were going to do it like we usually do, where you talk about it. You read all the stuff. Oh, I have all the stuff right here in front of me on my computer. Yeah, but you can't even size the photo on the damn show. So if you're watching like, the show right now, there's a bike bouncing around all over the It does screen. this every show. It does. I know it does it every show, but I'm just pointing it out for the people on the podcast that oh. we so carefully take care of. I'd like to give a shout out to all my friends uh, working at the shops that are listening to this. Um, there's some really good mechanics out there. The guys like it Inside Line Moto. I know they listen to this show and they often will... Uh, let me know that they enjoy it. And then they say, sometimes, Jimmy, we don't know what the hell you're talking about, which is the truth. So I'm going to go ahead and just read it off because it's easier for me right now. This is Aaron Gray's 2018 Husqvarna FE501. Remember when we couldn't say that word? We were calling them the white KTMs. Yeah, and this was back when you were actually sponsored by KTM, right? I know. That so, so, so showed you how well that worked out. <laughs> um, right now, we're Blue Crew. We're all about the Yamahas. Uh, so I don't even know why we're talking about a Husky right now because our corporate overlords may not like us, but this has a recluse radius CX Kreft moto forks and shock build with micro polishing. And let me tell you, if you want to learn more about the Kreft stuff, go to dirtbiketest.com. I did a full review that took me like over a year to get done. And that's how we test stuff. Just like, I think it was blue sky was the one that complimented us on like giving us legit information out. Yeah. Yeah. If I would have been like every other Insta journalist that's out there, I would have got the $2,800 worth of suspension work done. Are you going to go outside and die, Bob? No. Okay. Just checking. We want to know if we have to scoop the body up. Uh, our, our, um, what what do we what do we call Bob? Mojave Bob? What's he? The he's the the, the show puppet or stand in or uh peanut gallery? Peanut, peanut gallery. Peanut gallery. That's, that's right. It. The peanut gallery just left. Which is better than him falling asleep like he usually does. Yeah. It's good. Show must be interesting. It scared him away. <laughs> uh back onto the craft stuff. We took I took a long time to write this because I wanted to make sure I fully understood what it was how it worked, all the different things. I sent the shock back a couple times to get it right because that's what a revalve is supposed to do. And it was, it was, it's, it's all explained in the test. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore other than 
He talks about the micro polishing on the fork. And I think they do the shock shaft too, but I know they do it on the fork. But that's a fun part to say. Shock shaft? Yeah. Jeez, Matt. That's fun. The, the micro polishing actually allows a small amount of oil to travel and keep the seals lubed up. This is for stiction. This is a pretty trick thing. It's, it's a different way of doing, instead of a really expensive coating, it's a, it's a process they can do that actually, it seems like it's helping my fork seals last longer, believe it or not. Because that bike, I've, I've actually, suspension's been on three different bikes now, and I have not done anything to the forks other than change the clickers around. They've just kind of been bouncing around uh, to different bikes. So, okay, Onyx Hydra left-hand rear brake. FMF 4.1, titanium muffler, P3 carbon head protector, XP Extreme skid plate with links guard, bulletproof designs, radiator braces. We like bulletproof designs. Bulletproof designs, chain slider tab guard. That is a good product to have. That'll save you a swing arm. Enduro engineering front and rear rotor guard. Front rotor uh, guard. Yeah, and it's even... You, you can see it in the picture too, actually. Yeah, they always change the angle a little bit. Yeah. And the, which we haven't, the picture is another thing. If you don't know why we are such a big fan of the front rotor guard, uh, it has to do with this story about the P and the princess. Princess and the P. Right. So, a little folktale. Yeah, folktale. The tugger, front and rear tuggers, those are good, especially when you're doing some extreme riding. Mooses, front and rear, nitro mooses. Fastway Evolution 4 foot pegs or Cherby's 3.1 gallon gas tank, Vortex ECU. He has a TE tail. Do you expect that he spelled it out like that so we don't say it wrong? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a TE tail. Maybe. If you say it faster, like say say TE really fast. TE. T. 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 He should have put TE TE tail. Then you go TD. Tail. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like Cooper. Yeah. Got a comment in the chat right now. Jim, can you bring in Logan as a special guest? He is like your he's like your Gilligan and you are the skipper. Uh it's you know what? Hey, where's ginger? I need yeah, let's get a ginger yeah, in here. Yeah, we need a ginger in here. We need a ginger in here. You know what we need? We need a cardboard cutout of Logan and be exactly the same. <laughs> and then and then just every he about, talks. about every Six weeks, we'll just cut it and add an inch to it, and it'll grow. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, you know, he talks a little bit more these days. Not to me. Oh, he does to me. I don't think either of those two clowns said four words to me this oh. whole weekend. See, they were joking around with me. Well, I yelled at them all weekend long. Well, oh, but, well, I'm, I'm glad you yelled at one of them for one of the things, because when I asked Logan the thing that it turned out to be, right. I just had to ride away. Right. Yeah. So. Thanks uh, for catching that. Yeah. My, my screen was caught. Got it. You, so. Hey, the list the list goes on for Aaron Gray. Uh, Takamoto front LED wrap blinkers. Those are pretty cool. I like those things. Trail Tech Voyager Pro, especially when when they're on like somebody else's bike and I try to ride by it with my bike that has hand guards. And if yeah. they had these, I wouldn't knock their lens cover off of their turn signals. Poor George. <laughs> oh, George had a rough. He his bike got a little too close to mine, and I was riding through the garage, and he yeah. was like, "Stand there!" And I, I, I did like a, I did like a, I don't even know what you would call it. I'm gonna call it. 
I don't know if it'd be a Randy Hawkins flick or a Lojack flick or something. Some of these guys that used to go through the trees really fast. I did that, but I tagged George's turn signal blinker with my handguard in the garage and it broke. And if you would have had the Takamoto front LED wrap blinkers, this wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. And if I was a better boss, I would have bought I would have bought him a set. But I just think it's funny that his bike has a it, his bike looks like all of mine with a broken blinker. <laughs> Trailtech Voyager Pro, Pro with aluminum dock, sick-ass racing on-off switch, and multifunction switch, Psychra Progen handguards. When I get this deep into a list, Aaron Gray, I'm expecting to see this bike pop up on Facebook for sale tomorrow. <laughs> Progen handguards, BRP submount with Scott stabilizer and rubber isolators. BRP top bar mounts, Baja Designs XL80 from Moto Minded with Hilo. This bike is sounding so close to one of mine. Like he, he really he's is. got he's got sixty percent of my products on there. Uh, Steg pegs two pucks, not nope. <laughs> that, that just that, that just disqualified. That's, that's, that's when it that's when it goes <laughs> off something different. Hey, nothing wrong with them. I I get it. The ride shop folding rear brake pad, Rhino Moto beefy clutch cover, Seat Concepts comfort seat. That's good. Dingo Enduro Fork Guards and Enduro Plate. So this bike is stacked. It's like a real top heavy broad. It's, it's advertising like a chainsaw or something. Like you're a chainsaw? What? <laughs> how come guys don't, how come we don't, how come nobody has their girls draped over their bikes? Like, like all the, ma all the magazines, the other magazines used to do. Uh, I, I expect it now. I, I know. Well, I saw. I <laughs> hey, this is how we get the viewerships up. If people did this, and and then I wouldn't be responsible for it, so it's totally fair game. Yeah. If okay, so we we all know that we like a different kind of photo, and I actually I saw this photo when it was zoomed out, Matt, and I was pretty disappointed. No, yeah, it, it's it's. I was gonna say we hadn't even. I mentioned that we hadn't even gotten to the photo yet. Yeah. So lighting lighting was horrible. It took you about twenty minutes to size it if, right. What, 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 there's no foreground. Where's the the background? Is just did did he let it sit there and idle and did it leak that puddle on the ground? Maybe. I mean, it's out in the middle of the street. Hopefully, he's not too close to a school because that could you could get in trouble for that. Yeah. Um, I don't really dig the five hundred one numbers on a five hundred one bike. It's kind of <laughs> cheesy. The manufacturers put the number on it. That, yeah, but, but he's putting it on his number plate. He's proud of it. Uh, you can be proud of it, but that's that's a little cheesy for me. I'm getting 570 graphics for my Husaberg now. You said that. Somebody will probably send them to me. <laughs> send me some number plates with 570. Well, Aaron, I, Aaron, I like your bike. I like your bike. I like 80% of the products. I hate the photo. And... Uh, Oh, it's a Camaro in the background. It's a Camaro. Yeah, right, way back there. I don't think it's his. It is looks it, like it's is that a Firebird? It's a Camaro. I don't know no, cars that's a that Camaro. Well. That's a Camaro right there. Yeah. It's a newer Camaro. I don't know what year, but... It's probably his, too. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that has a Camaro would have a 501 in their number plate. Um, right. Yeah, it's going to roost. That's a, that's a pretty... I mean, he's got he's got a lot of cool stuff on there. Yeah. He probably has reasons for every one of those things and seems pretty good. Uh Plus, he's supporting some of the companies that support this show, and that's uh, that's important that's to us. Yeah, that really does. It helps. Totally, so, yeah, it totally does not. It totally boosts the uh, the rating. Right. <laughs> um, so, so what I was going to say about like if we start getting, I, I, I've, I've been now. I'm looking at a uh, Riley's bike, Riley Misbah. Yeah, and it didn't get printed out like that. It was just a blurry submission. Oh. Okay. So it's his thumbnail photo. It's it's a big it's a yeah. bigger picture that 
Is that the full size of the picture? Uh, pretty much. Like yeah. I, you know, it doesn't really fit in the screen. That's okay. He might he might be like Bob, and he has a data plan that like works on pixels. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's this is a much better photo if it wasn't for the. Oh, I I I want to go ride there because I yeah. that looks like kind of nice sandy like mm -hmm. DG, uh, like if it, if that was wet, that looks cool. I that to me looks like. Well, and is that is that a tower too? Rally tower? Uh, I don't know. I'll read this thing and see what it has on it. But that looks like that DG that's up around like in the in the Sierras up in the uh, kind of southern Sierras and actually up near. There's places up near Yosemite and stuff that are that are like this. Yeah, it looks, looks like a gorgeous. Looks area. pretty cool. Uh, Riley's bike. We don't know what it is because he didn't tell us. So that's strike one. Yep. But he, he did have a good photo. So he's in, he's, he's kind of right now he's tying with Aaron here. MX tech lucky cartridges. That's a, that's like a big suspension thing as well. Bob's putting his finger on the screen. What are you, what are you touching? He's like salivating over it. The weenie like object back behind his seat. We'll see if we can get to that bulletproof designed wheels, bulletproof designs, radiator guards, Bulletproof Designs Swing Arm Guard. Again, talking about all of our sponsors. Mm. Bulletproof Designs Rear Caliper Guard, Rear Disc Guard, Linkage Guard. So lots of Bulletproof Designs in this bike. So that bike is well protected. You can go to Bulletproof Designs for all of your 2023 needs. And even before, because I still get Bulletproof Designs stuff for my older bikes when I start having problems. So, and if I ever replace radiators... <laughs> <laughs> when when I don't have bulletproof design stuff and I put a new radiator on it, mm -hmm. then I get bulletproof designs guards for them then. <laughs> and I should have just done it first and then I would have saved money. Scott Steering Stabilizer. Lawrence Elite 7 TI2 with PCI maps. Sounds like a car guy now. Sycra Probenz, a Cherby's 3.1 tank, Golden Fuel Filter, a Cherby's Fork Guards, a Cherby Seat, a Cherby's Frame Guards, a Cherby's Swing Arm Guards. Takamoto Tune Get ECU, Takamoto D Smog Kit, Protomobile End Cap, P3 Exhaust Guard. There's a there's a theme going here. There's a lot yeah. of the same stuff. Giant Loop Rear Fender Rack. That's what it is, Bob. Oh. Giant Loop Rear Fender Rack. It might be Pack, but it's Rack. It says here. Yeah, I see Rack as well. Uh, Husqvarna Rear Fender Bag. So sick ass front turn signals, sick ass turn signals, Cyclops, LED headlight. I think this is the same thing. He's he 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 was one strike down, but he at least got to first base with this one. Yep. It's a nice, a nice bike. Where are we going next? Who do you want? Let's do uh let's let's do uh which one do you have? Poya. Poya, okay. Poya Sisan. He has a 2017 KTM EXC 500 with 6,800 kilometers. Where is he from? <laughs> I'm going to guess not the States. They, they yeah. use the superior uh, system of measurements there. He says, he says he's going to forget some stuff here, but going off the superior measurement system, he has a IMS 4.5-gallon fuel tank. Well, there, there goes that theory. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're a Brit, you drive in kilometers and then you have gallons, correct? Yeah, and you have miles per hour as well. Right. It, it, the British have a weird so system. They're no worse than us. They're just superior. Uh, but th if he's in Britain, which he's not, or actually, they don't have any hills like this. Or mountains like that, no. right? Not that high. 
Those 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 look pretty. Uh, well, maybe you rode over to Italy or something like that. Canadian could be Canadian. Well, no, they use leaders there too. Um, but if he was Canadian, he would have taken a picture of his bike in a tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, IMS 4.5 gallon tank, Baja works windshield, arc clutch and brake lever, highway dirt bikes, handguards with tuckaway mirrors, P3 heat shield, 697275 Newton meter shock spring. And he actually converted it over to pounds, getting back to our metric yeah, system. Yeah. It's 187 to 209 pound spring. These, I think he's, he's into the numbers here. Fork springs, 187 to 209 pounds. Which means that it is a, I'm going to, he didn't give us a conversion, but that I think that would be a four, a four eight or a five oh fork spring. I don't know. Hammerhead foot controls, skid plate, pegs, seat concept seat. This is he got all those numbers out and then he just ran out of all the stuff. Seat concept yeah. seat, Takamoto Power Commander, PMB NCAP, Moscomoto Reckless 40 setup. Horrible photo. Inconsistent measurements, units of measurements. Inconsistent endo. units. Endo. 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 Oh, really? You did it. Was the first thing you do when you're when you see units of measurements is you got to convert them to one system and then use that throughout the rest of the problem. I agree. So, so you got to use one or the other. You can't. You can't use both. We're getting, we're getting some mixing and mingling here. Right. He's got two strikes because the photo is just really, he should have yeah. like done a little bit of work on the lighting. Although I, I kind of want to ride up there and look around, but I don't really want to ride on those rocks that much. It doesn't look like a fun it's, it's area. The, well, the problem is if you, it's okay to just cruise on it and up there you'd be cruising and sightseeing and not paying attention where you're going. And then you're going to hit one of those rocks and it's going to send you for a loop. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm seeing right there. Yeah. He, but he's venturing out. He's got the screen and all the stuff, the bags. Oh, I'm, I'm jealous. Like, it looks like he can go, he could just pitch a, a tent, you know, probably not where, where there are all those, uh, it's not good. with all those rocks there, but he could put just a lightning a rod up and you're all good, but use the motorcycle for the lightning rod. Yeah. It's always nice when the, the motorcycle, <laughs> I, I, tell, I don't know if I've told this story, probably have on this show, but who knows? We were out riding once and I was riding along with my buddy uh -huh. and I always kind of have a finger or two on the on the brake and the clutch lever, usually mostly on the clutch lever. And I noticed that I go, son of a bitch, my kill button. Something's wrong with my kill button. So I started getting shocked uh -huh. through the through the clutch lever. And I mean, not a little bit, like a lot. I noticed it. I remember this happening when I was a kid when my kill button ground went away and it started shocking me. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is kind of weird. And it was sort of thunder showery, but it was behind us and we didn't really see it but it was coming on us real quick. Yeah. Well, it was lightning and we were close enough to where it was like, and, and I looked over the guy I was riding with and he looked at me and it was like, you were fucked. Cause we're in a Valley, a big giant Valley, big, yeah. big ass Valley. And there's no place to hide. And it was, this is up near Tonopah, Nevada. And it was, we were coming down towards a dry lake bed. It tells you how flat it was and stuff like that. And it was like, we skidded to a stop, look behind us. There's lightning strikes going everywhere, all over the place. And so we laid down in a ditch, like in, in the lowest place we get, like laid down in this ditch. It was about a foot taller than us. And we're just like laying down. And then, I mean, there it's crackling thunder and, and lightning's coming. It's getting darker and it's coming. And it's raining like crazy just above us. And we stayed there and like, I'm not getting up. But the lightning strike started getting even closer. Yeah. 
and our both of our bikes were parked next to each other on this road about like, I don't know, 40 or 50 feet away from us. And I'm like, I want to be able to get out of here. So I'm going to jump up, grab my bike, push it down the road, lay it over on its side. <laughs> I'm going to take the risk to do that right now because that's the highest thing for eight miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the tallest thing. It was the, and I'm like, I'm just going to do this and later. So when I pushed my bike, laid it over, he sat there for a couple minutes. He went and pushed his bike up the other way, laid it over on the ground because we wanted to be able to ride out of there. But I imagine that if we, if it got struck by lightning, uh, but here's the worst part. So we were laying there waiting for the lightning to subside. And finally the front passed us and it just started raining on us. Then the flash flood came <laughs> in the ditch we were laying. In. So it was like no longer at that point, it was like the lightning kind of subsided. We had to go back the other way, ride back through the stinking uh, thunder shower. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what's the, uh, yeah, light. Don't mess around with lightning boys and girls. So, okay. Uh, that one Nandoed. Yeah. Got Nandoed. it. Brian Dodderwick. Brian Dodderwick. Our first non-Austrian of the night. Yeah. This is a 2007 XR650R, which is a Honda with the super tanker tank. You know what's funny? Is I almost pulled mine out of the shop out of the out of the container today oh. I, I almost was thinking i should take it and take it back to california and and have it around for heather to ride because that's her favorite adventure bike currently oh really yeah she just likes that thing and we just it's just been sitting here riding i have one for sale i guess is what i'm trying to say but mine has that super tanker seat and an electric starter but he has the uh seat concept seat which man that would be a good seat to have on that bike he has bark busters. He has giant loop bags there, first edition. And he says, this is a great adventure bike. So I guess you and Heather, Brian, have uh, something in common. Liking that. that. That is a good adventure bike. I really, I'm really disappointed that Honda sort of abandoned that and didn't pursue making it into something that could have been that could have been a lot better. I mean, it was a, it was a good bike. It won Baja a lot of times and we used to take those down through the Altar Desert with the, those tanks, and we'd carry in two gallons of gas so you can tell how remote we were going. What a what an awesome bike. So I think that this thing, nice picture. We can see all the stuff. There's cows in the pasture. It looks like he's in southern Idaho, I'm guessing. Looks that way, but I don't know. Uh, looks does that lake indicate anything? No. Okay. No, I mean, I can't tell exactly well, where. Just, that's more of a pond than a lake. Yeah, but. Like a reservoir for all those cows. But yeah, yeah that bike roost. That's a good roost. Yeah. That's a roost. I like that. Could you imagine if they had fuel injection with that? Um, or is that something you don't even have to imagine, but you can't really talk about too much? No, no, I can't. No, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that that bike, it's like a KLR 650. It wouldn't change. It's just the motor, the character of the motor and stuff. I don't think it would change all that much. Uh-huh. So Cole Kellman. Kellum. Cole Kellum. Oh, that looks really familiar. So 2019 KTM 350 EXCF. That's a good bike. Got one of those. It has... Taco Moto Tune Vortex, Scott Steering Damper, Moto Seat, IMS Foot Pegs, and a few other Taco Parts, Baja Designed Headlight. 
uh, titty tail spelled T I T T I tail titty titty yeah yeah titty tail wow those are popular and in a Cherby's tank um he has a seat concept seat on there he does no it's a moto seat it's not a seat concept seat it's a moto seat uh, competitor product he didn't talk about his lighting his, is not good his, his muffler the lighting on the photo yeah another backlit photo Okay, you know, it's, a, is it the angle or does that sprocket look big? They, it looks, that looks like a 53. They come with the, like, sometimes they come with a 51, but yeah, it does look, it does look big. No, no front disc uh, guard. No, it's good. Yeah. This one's pretty just meh. It's a little meh. I, I, uh. Great bike. Great bike. Love it. Right. I want to go riding there. I saw he, he rode up the road and then pulled it off the side. He actually tried to get the photo, right? As you see the road down in the corner. Yeah, no, he, he did, we can see some effort, but the light source is the wrong way. He's got a pretty stock bike. Kind of just a few things. Man, this is a tough one to pick my favorite. Does this rooster endo? That one that one goes right in the middle. It's kind of in the middle leaning towards the endo. That's a full waffle there. You got to pick a you got to pick a side on this. Uh that was not a full waffle. I said it leans endo. Leans to endo. Yes. Because Okay, the so lighting. so give him a strike. We're going to give him a strike on the photo, but he did put the Oh, he does say make, moto seat. He yeah, he did he I did, thought he didn't mention the seat. No, no. He he did say you're making model, so he got that right. He did it, it's outside of his garage. And it makes me want to ride. Just uh, hard to see the bike there. You know, there's a, the phone doesn't know if you're trying to take a scenic picture or a picture of the, of bike. the bike. This is something I'm running into with my phone videos that I'm right. trying to take. If you had a really hot girlfriend that was riding there with you and she was behind the bike, that could completely change the, the, the let's say, the, uh, the attitude about this photo, I yep. would think. I don't know if I, yeah, that's probably, you probably should have done that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, soft endo. No, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with soft roost. Okay. Then the reason, the reason is, is that he hasn't gone overboard with this bike. No, because you don't need to with it. Yeah. So, um, Boy, okay, now we have to go back and pick a winner. Uh, uh, I already have a winner, okay. but that's just because it's... Go ahead, and, and if I don't like it, I'll just overrule. It's Brian, because he's the only one who submitted a non-Austrian bike. <laughs> it's either Brian or... Brian or Riley. Brian or Riley. And Riley was the... Oh, wait, Riley didn't tell us the year, make, and model. Ooh, no. Never mind. Never mind. So just Brian for me. Just, just Brian. Yeah, he, that's my vote. I think. Man, this is a, this is a this is a, a tough one. None of they're they're kind of getting in my world a little vanilla. I feel like we're starting to just see the same bike over and over again. <laughs> well, it's it shows. Well, it shows that some of these aftermarket companies are doing really good. Yeah. I mean, because they're, they're, everybody's got their stuff on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by everybody, I mean like almost everybody. Oh, Riley is in the chat. 2021 FE350 SL. Uh, uh, um, right. 
So he's correcting his mistakes. I like the fact that he's in the chat. So wait, I think he might have. Wait, it, it just, his he just, can send in a better quality pick too. Well, he doesn't uh, know why that quality is trash. Okay, will will your uh, your hot girlfriend be in the picture? That's the that's that <laughs> could make a substantial difference in the voting. Uh, well, Jimmy, I don't know if we can trust that it's actually his girlfriend because Photoshop is a very powerful program. Oh well, I don't care. Just, Utah Desert just, Riders voting the XR, right? Yeah, why don't we? Uh, what's the <laughs> hot wife? <laughs> okay, um, yeah, the, the, Matt, don't send them all to your phone. Don't, I'm not sending be, my phone. Don't be texting them onto your phone right now. That's not. That's not fair. I'm sending him <laughs> my email. Oh, yeah, that's a my powerful. professional email. Got it. <laughs> the 650R picture is in South Dakota, so oh, Brian Brian's is in the in, chat. Brian's also. also in here. Okay, okay. So, so here, here we're having here we're having our runners up and stuff. <laughs> Okay, we got a couple more minutes of this show. So here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna I, I'm I think these two are at a at a tie. Can you can you put pictures in the chat? Does that does that work? Uh no. I don't know. Not how that really works. with this software. Not, that doesn't work. Okay. Um, I might. Okay, the if if either of you guys can send uh send uh uh Matt a better a better photo. Oh but Brian's was good. Yeah. Or yeah, South Dakota. And I said, I said, I said, uh, Idaho or I said Southern Idaho. So yeah, I was wrong, which is normal, which, uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, tonight's tequila is, uh, the Dos Artes. And the only reason I'm drinking the Dos Artes is because it was the one that was closest to me and I don't want to get whatever Matt has right now. So thank you to, uh, actually Emily from rebel rally got me this Emily and, uh, and, uh, captain Larry. Oh, nice. Captain Larry, who came on once to give us Captain Larry's safety he did talk. A good, he did a good job, too. He did a really good job. I liked job. him on the show. He, he just, you know, he's, we, we he's, get a lot of great guests he's, when they come on. I know, but most yeah. people are scared. They're scared to call. They won't call. So, you know, you can call the Hot Seat, Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline at any time, 775-318-5515, and leave a message, especially if you've been drinking. Yes, especially. Especially if you've been drinking. Don't don't hold back. Let us know what you really think of the show. So if you're if you're if you're driving right now and this podcast is just pissing you off, when you get home, or maybe if you're stuck in traffic, just add that extra anger. Go ahead and uh, dial up 775-318-5515. That's the seat concepts hot seat hotline and let us know what you think. Another thing that we discussed before the show is Utah also- Desert Racer says my picture is good. So do we have Utah Desert Racers bike in here? Well, is he one of the ones in here? Or is he is he doubling up on the counts there and he's going to vote for himself? I didn't maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll figure out how this stuff goes. But uh also another option like if uh, another option is if you want to send in a voice memo, you can go ahead and email me that at uh uh com. Okay. Let's see Utah Desert. Right. Oh, if it's in my email, then it's in the queue. It's uh, not not for this show. It's gonna be for the next show, right? So we, which I actually haven't gotten a lot of emails with Rooster Endo lately. No, that's good. Yeah, people are back back on the show. They probably keep, keep sending them, please. Well, it was it was they probably watched the Jerry Bernardo show, yeah, episode one hundred and fifty nine, where we completely threw the format of the show out the window. Yep, and we didn't do it. So Brian and Riley, it's it's up to whoever sends a better picture in or. Whoever can get more of your friends to come in the chat and vote for you. That's that's the way this is going to go. Right now we have one vote for the XR in the chat. You have you have 15 minutes. 
to to make to make your dream come true with the hundred dollar Takamoto dot co gift certificate yeah I we're, gotta, cha- we're I changing gotta, lives on i gotta get, i gotta get taco mike on the show we do it's been a while since he's been in here sometimes he sounds like a sounds like a almost as bad as me a shill for a company but at least he owns one <laughs> <laughs> so uh hey we have some questions on my tenere 700 vlog by the way the the product of the week the bulletproof designs product of the week this week that i'm going to talk about is my yamaha tenere 700 yeah, because I finally got a chance to ride it just because I rode it in my school this week and I used it as my bike I was riding and demonstrating and do all this stuff on. And I quit thinking about I was just doing what I was doing. I was doing something else and I started riding it and I started noticing some things. So, A, because I usually teach the class on my KTM 1090 I have for forever or my Hootsberg. Those are the two bikes I generally, when I'm coaching, I'll hop on anything, but those are the two that I, that I favor depending on how many adventure bikes are in the class. And we had two KTM, we had a 790, 890 in the class this weekend. So I said, oh, I'll ride the Tenere the whole week, weekend. And I started noticing a few different things about the bike that um, I like and some things I didn't. So number one, I switched over to the seat concept seat and I put the kenda big blocks on the bike and that's what i talked about in the vlog that i did uh it's on our youtube channel there's a whole little series on i think we're on episode four but as i start modifying it and changing i'm going to you know talk about the changes i did i did the tires number one because kenda supports my riding schools and i wanted to have kenda tires on there and i'm familiar with the way that the pearly scorpions on that bike work and they're not good enough in the dirt for me to really, really trust them. I mean, they're okay, but there's a big difference. And by big difference, I mean, it's a small difference, but it's a big difference to me because everything's about traction. And so I wanted to get something I was a little more familiar with and something that had just a little bit more off-road bite. I got that with the Kendas, but I also noticed that the Kendas are a stiffer tire. And now I want to change my play with the suspension a little bit and I'm running much lower pressure, not much, but Instead of instead of 27 front and rear, I'm down to 20 on the front and 24 in the rear. And in, in it's still a little stiff because tire carcass, which surprised me, which also makes me think that that bike is quite a bit lighter uh, on the scale than my KTMs. And I haven't had a chance to go throw it up on the scale to, to compare them, but it sure feels lighter. It's so much easier to do. Um, some of the stupid stuff I do in the school, like riding over logs or whatever, just easier, easier bike to ride. So I was pretty, pretty happy with that. It's man, the motor's smooth. It goes plenty fast. It does all the things like for me, what an adventure bike should do. So I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. But one thing I didn't like is the brake pedal <laughs> is like, it's, it's a metal brake pedal. It reminds me of the old Honda XR brake pedals that were, according to Bruce Ogilvie, designed to be wrapped around the foot peg and then you could bend them back around the foot peg and put them back and they wouldn't break. But that also leads to kind of a flimsy um, kind of feeling. And and so you wonder, like the, the Tenere, the price point of the Tenere is quite a bit lower, probably three to $4,000 lower than, let's say, a KTM 790. And you wonder, oh, well, how do they do that? It's things like this brake pedal that are just a stamped steel piece you know, they get the job done. 90% of the people would never pick up on this and notice this. Uh-huh. But for me, I do. And I'm going to 
work on fixing it. And other little things, it has Brembo brakes on it, which I think are great. And the brakes are strong and they're really nice. Some people say, oh, it's a price point thing. And I'm like, I don't care if it's price point, it's how it works. And they still work really well. In fact, I'm kind of surprised with the overall power of the brakes. And when I was doing my braking drills, what happened every single time? You were braking a lot further. Like you, you were stopping a lot quicker than you were expected, yeah. uh, expecting it. To. You almost said that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I almost, I, was, I almost had it backwards. You my, caught me when I was getting some, uh, some stuff out of your nose. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. So, so I was stopping a lot sooner than I thought I would. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing a very deliberate braking and I had a little, literally 10 to 15 extra feet of braking zone. I mean that I didn't, I was stopping early earlier than I thought. And I'm like, why? And it, it has to do with a, the brakes are really good. And, but the feel isn't exactly what I'm used to. And so I, I, I think they were, they're better than they feel if that makes sense. Yeah. So when I do it, the feel that I was getting my figure didn't correspond with how quickly the bike was stopping, which is really good. And I was stopping sooner than I expected. So uh, good on that. A couple other things on price point stuff, like the wheel spacers, for instance, on the KTMs, they're like encapsulated, they're held in, they're really, they're, they just, they don't fall out on this. When you pull them off, they, they fall out. And you start looking at some of the little hardware things, little, little things. And it's like, it's not the same, kind of doesn't feel like the exact same quality. And that's at this point, that's appearance quality. But we'll see when, you know, how long things last. And that's why I'm spending time in this bike to learn a little bit more about it. But yeah. overall, I'm really stoked on the on the Tenere. I was from the very first time I rode it. The thing I have to find out is, did they change the ABS from the first ones I rode to the, this one? Because when now when I turn my ABS off, which I love, it turns all the way off. No ABS. And I thought the old one, you could only turn off the rear. In other words, what we call off-road ABS. Yeah. But now when I turn it off, it turn, everything turns off and I can skid my front wheel. Which is uh, pretty good. Which is good for the class. Oh, Victor. Yeah, of course you vote for the XR, the king of Baja. <laughs> yeah, we're getting more more and more votes for that XR. Okay. The XR is running away in the voting thing? Yeah. Well, Riley better send a nice picture in real quick. <laughs> it's still nothing from Riley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bruce lived two homes for me. His blood was 100% haunted. Yeah, that's right, Gregory. Yeah, he's talking about Bruce Ogilvie, who I was talking about when we start talking about the XR. So Okay, so let's go through some of these Tenere questions. questions. And it. then there's another one they'll submit to Instagram I want to get to, too. Okay. Okay, so Tenere 700 vlog from Gabriel Cop. Uh, Cope, uh, I went with the Adventure Spec skid plate. Okay, I've, I've heard good things about those. I am going to go probably with the Acherby skid plate. And uh, they have a plastic one, and I've always been a big fan of plastic skid plates, and I like a Cherby stuff. So I'm going to give that a try and see how that goes. Will they cover? Will, will it cover more of the some of the exposed areas? I, I want to cover the water pump, yeah, and uh, yeah, specifically the water pump, and then make sure I have enough protection for the exhaust system as well. Okay. So Casey Carlson, it would be nice if a guy could find a Tenere 700. LOL. I, I just walk outside my door and there's one right there. <laughs> yeah. It's not that hard. I mean, you can go it. I know they're hard to get, uh, because I, and I got lucky that I was able to get this one. So uh, right. good. There's, 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 there's a reason why they're hard to get and they're, don't let your Yamaha dealer gouge you on it either, because evidently that's a problem with that <laughs> one guy because they're in demand. You want to make sure they're, but no, they're, they're, it's, uh, they're, they're good. 
Okay, so John Jackson, it looks like this bike will have some competition soon. The Honda Translap, uh, tra- Translap, Trans- 750, Trans- Translap, Trans- wow. Transalp. Yay. 750 is coming Cooper. back in 2023. <laughs> yeah, Coop, Sigmat equals Cooper. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about that, but um, I think all competition is good competition. So good. Can yeah. only get, it can only make things better, right? Yeah. Uh, Mario Leteo. You could raise the front fender. If you could get some mud, it could be useful. Skid plate, I have the AXP Euro 5, and I'm happy with it. It's more quiet than the metal ones when the rocks are projected from the front tires, or even when you hit a rock, it will protect the rear link and the side stand switch. I also have the 140 tire on the rear. Cool, Mario. I've seen those AXP skid plates, and I was thinking about those also. So I may I may try a couple different ones. It really depends on how happy. It, if I'm not happy with a product I put on a bike, I take it off and try something different uh that's or i test different things just so i'm familiar with them and it'll be uh it'll be interesting blue sky says how about an acherby's large fuel tank for that tenere it's on the list as soon as it shows up in the states it's coming to my house that's actually the question he asked earlier too okay which i'm pretty sure that's jesse actually jesse is blue sky yeah jesse uh yeah so he might he might have identified himself earlier, and okay. it took me till now to kind of connect that message. Anyway, that's that's the thing with these handles and stuff. You know, you you, you just change your you, like yeah. you go do something stupid on the internet. Oh, Riley's gotten his, his and, and stop. Unless you're unless you're Victor, you know, who just keeps the same identity and just keeps destroying himself. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You, you know, you 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 just make a new identity. Like like next next time we'll have. Uh, See, I want to say what I want to say, but I would only say it to Victor. I don't want to say it out loud because then I'll be termed as a as a I don't know a bad person. Okay, but well, I would call I would call Vic, Victor maybe a uh, you know some sort of derogatory slang for an American guy. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, well let's uh, okay. Oh wait, so he, we Riley miss Riley did get he's getting double. He's getting, getting people in here. Yeah, so, uh, so, and then here we have some interesting developments here. Riley has emailed me a, uh, oh, he just emailed me a second picture. Okay. Just, just hold, hold your horse. You, you digest your pictures over in the corner there. Let me finish my, my thought here. Wait, as long as we're not talking about, about porn switching. Pictures. No, we're not talking about porn. <laughs> we're talking about the show's not going to go down the toilet, man. We're talking about changing your identity. <laughs> it's you. You, it's yeah, it's me. So yeah, so the people they, they change your identity. You do something stupid, then you just change your identity on the internet, and then you're all brand new, and then like nobody knows. I don't know. I can't even keep track of your normal identity, let alone the. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm gonna download some some photos here. Don't Mike Concho. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, uh, so I I'll, I'll we're then, getting all so no, Riley and. Bruce are now email me a lot of pictures. Okay, so the 2022 CRF 250F, it says great video at 6'2, 210 pounds. <laughs> I didn't even have to read the next line. I am too big for this bike. Actually, at 210 pounds, no, but I, I was kind of surprised that that bike actually holds. I'm 200 and it holds me up just fine. I just want to trail ride with my son and do some hill climbing. Thanks for the vid. I think you can do that. For me, it depends on the trails and depends on on the hills and what you're looking to do. But I think just if you're looking like just easy mellow stuff, I think yeah, yeah. You don't want you know yeah you're for sure you're gonna it's gonna be a little bit soft, but you can you can have a lot of fun with that, especially if you're just putting around with the kids. That's a great it'd be a great bike for that. Yeah. 
2019 CR450X, Joshua Dickin says, I'm in California and looking into this model. The question is, I can't get a clear answer on, is the 2023 model still a green sticker? Uh, as far as I know, Josh, yes, because the bike has the steel tank. It has all of the emission stuff. That should, um, it should be a green sticker bike. Honda is very particular about that stuff. So... That should be uh, the answer. Um, one last question that was submitted from Instagram uh, from Redneck Supreme Leader 69. <laughs> I'm considering installing a bladder kit into my 21 XCW. I'm trying to make the ass end a little more compliant over harsh bumps. So would it need to be revalved due to less friction from the piston? Uh, well, I like that he said bladder and ass <laughs> in the same question. Uh, you said no porn. <laughs> No, I was just talking about he's being very descriptive of his rear shock. You know, it's the ass end of the bike and the bladder is part of the shock. I mean, where get your mind out of the gutter. What are you looking at over there? Uh, I'm looking at pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Do any of them include a motorcycle? Actually, all of them include a motorcycle. Okay. Are they just scraped off the internet? No, no, no. No, okay. So, so... I'll so somebody answer ran- this question, then we'll go into the pictures. We're not going to put them on the screen if they're anything bad. I don't. No, we, we can talk about it, but no, no, we're not putting them on this. Got it. Somebody didn't just run out in the garage real quick and take a quickie with the bike. No, I'm I'm impressed with 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 both of our contestants here. For okay. some reason, their names just Bruce and Riley both did a good job. Okay, I I, I have a I have a solution to this because I do like the participation and I like what's going on here. And I know, I know we can pull this off. I know it's a legit thing. Yes. So redneck Supreme leader (laughs) 69. Uh, I need to answer this in the Darth Vader voice. Don't I? Hey, we don't have zoom anymore. Yeah. So Uh, you can, you can turn it on the voice. I'm not going to voice Metron it. Okay. The, so the bladder kit does change the way the shock works, but it, uh, in my experience, because I've switched it over a few times, it, it changes the way the shock works and how progressive it gets more than um, it doesn't. You don't really have to stiffen it up. I don't I don't think there's the the picks, the the piston friction is a thing. It, it actually makes it more supple, but not in a like I, I didn't notice any bad changes in going to in going to a bladder. But it, but it seemed like it, it, it got more progressive at the end. It seemed like it was the shock was freer and then kind of stayed freer and then got way more progressive at the end, which is kind of something that I liked. And to be honest with you, most people did not like that. If they weren't told what it was, basically, if you told them, hey, we modified the shock and made it more like a Kayaba, if we told them that and didn't change the shock, the shock got better. But if if you if you just said, "Hey, try these two shocks," most people prefer the non-bladder WP shock over the over the. They 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 just felt like it got a little bit too. It moved a little bit too much, and then it was too stiff at the end. So kind of the same things that the shock sort of does standard that everybody complains about. The bladder may actually make that worse if uh, if that makes any sense. So hopefully that answers your your question. I I would I would uh, 
more compliant over harsh bumps. So yes, it will do that. It, it can do that. It will do that for sure. But I don't know if that's the best answer for it. I would say if you're, if you're bottoming right now, if you're, you're, you feel like your bike is harsh and then it, and then it also bottoms go with the bladder. That's a good thing. And then maybe you can stiffen everything else up just a little bit to compensate it, the bladder, but do it with just, just the bladder and then see if you can get happy with the clickers that, that might work. But if it, if it doesn't bottom right now and by bottom, I mean, make sure it's bottoming. If it doesn't bottom, don't do it. Cause it won't bottom then my experience. Yes, Bob, the, the, the you didn't, you peanut didn't, gallery. You didn't, you didn't say your mantra about before you do anything, check the sides. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I forgot. I just thought that's common sense, but that's very uncommon. Uh, yeah, make but, sure you're checking your sides. Sounds like, sounds well, like. with a question like that, I would assume he's. Sounds like he's, enough. yeah, it, yeah I never assume. Yeah, it yeah. Sound, sounds like he's, he's on to something. He's, he's done research and he thinks that's the right direction. And like I said, when I went back and read it and said, okay, that, it does do that. But it does it in a in a different a different way. So okay, okay. So let's get back to the rooster endo controversy here. The bladder was way better back before 2012. Never liked it after that. Okay, good. Jay Jay Moreau uh, says that that's an interesting thing. I haven't tried it on a on a newer. I uh, know I've I've done it on a 2000 and up to 2016, and it's it's always been the same. And I'm trying to think why. I would say with the direction the WP stuff has been going and the kind of the typical complaints, and we're talking about EXC, uh, XCW stuff, I could see where it could actually be worse. So I kind of tend to maybe agree with Jay in that as far as I can tell. But I haven't, I have not tried one on a newer shock. Wait, what's the, no, the Kreft stuff, it's still, Kreft still has a, a piston in there. Okay, what are we going to do? Picture. Okay, so Riley submitted two pictures via email, and then we'll get back to Brian's. So he did submit a better quality oh, picture there. Yeah. Much better. Good. Yeah. Uh, and then per your request, <laughs> he did include one with presumably his wife on the bike. Uh, let me let me fix it. It's going to be gotta, permanent like that. Got to rotate it, yeah. One of these ways, you know, we can figure out how this stuff works. Well, I know how to, I know how to do it. It just takes a second. <laughs> I, I'm doing this, this, this slow. This thing. is great radio here. This is very great. Well, we're not on the radio. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors. So I can take this moment to tell you about uh, Climb. I didn't wear any Climb gear today. That was disappointing. That means I didn't ride. But I've got some new climb socks that I'm really liking. Their their vented socks have been great up until the other day when the temperature dropped 40 degrees. And now I'm back into the nice wool socks. And let me tell you <laughs> that if you are looking for a company that knows how to make warm socks, climb is it. There's the wife. Uh-oh, Matt, we have a problem. She's on the starting blocks and she's got pulled Both feet down. On the so, ground. Unless and she's, she's got boots on, but not the rest of the riding gear. Unless she's practicing, unless she's practicing motocross starts, I'm not really happy with both feet on the ground. But that's a that's a that's yeah. a discussion for the Better Rider podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, which we are going to try to get new episodes up as soon as we can get. Wait, like, is that even the same bike? I don't know. That looks like the motor. Maybe when that it looks was like brand a motocross new. bike. It does. It doesn't have the number plate. But he said EXC 350. Wait, let's. I'm looking. I'm pulling up the Hold other on. photo. That that looks like a motorbike. It's a different. Maybe she's got a motorbike. 
Yeah. Okay, I'm confused. Okay, let's go back to Brian's stuff here. Okay. Uh, where where did his images go? Here we go. It's crooked. We got Brian going over a log. Oh, oh. All the transformers I need to make here. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> it, it's going opposite from. You, you thought you 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 were so I was antsy so, to get these photos up. Yeah, there we go. And then Brian, but oh, it's blurry. That's okay. It's it's a bad photo. It's blurry. Well, okay, here's, so here's, it was a motocross bike. He confirmed that. Okay. He was figuring out how. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually that's actually a pretty good way to do. I mean, to to yeah. Don't lower your motorcycle, Riley. Just don't. Just resist the urge. He probably already did it. Probably. Say I could have saved him thousands. Uh, and headaches. And headache. We have the we have the 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 technology to teach you how to enjoy your normal seat height bike. You just park it on a log like uh like Brian. Like Brian here. And then the seat height, you put your feet down where feet down is good, and that's good. I'm surprised that log didn't break. The the log, the tree that's laying down was the one he crashed into on the way getting to that log and knocked yeah. it over. And so uh here's what we're gonna do. Since we did not give away a Takamoto gift certificate on the Jerry Bernardo show, nope. episode 159, possibly the best episode ever of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Tonight we're gonna give both of these guys I agree. a certificate. I really enjoy the uh participation, guys. Uh I and as always that you are half of this show. Uh Victor's like at least one third of the show, but yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go pick up some cabinets from that guy. He's got some. He found yeah. <laughs> found some junk for me to go pick up. So, uh, but good times, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining in and supporting the show. So you got you guys got it, Riley and uh, and Brian. Brian, just uh, I'll out. get you guys. I'll I'll email you both what what to do. Yeah, so we'll get you guys hooked up and uh, again, like to thank all of our sponsors. Support us by clicking through our links. Uh, we have been seeing some increased activity on the uh, Rocky Mountain one for sure, and we really appreciate that. Seat Concepts makes Husaberg seats, in case you're wondering, as well as Tenere seats, which oh. they'll sell a lot more of, is the Tenere seats. Uh, go check those out. And uh, I think we're going to be back next week. I'm, it might be a remote show. But okay. We'll, we'll, it, we'll, you know, if it's a remote show, I might try a different setup. I'll, I'll talk to you about it. Okay. We're going to try to make the show even worse. Well, even what better. That's trying to say. <laughs> so with that, everybody, we will uh, see you out in the trail. So uh, cheers. <laughs>